Hello and welcome to The Gist. I'm your host, Chris Vetrano, here every week to break down all the things that are happening in pop culture and interviewing the people that make it pop. On today's show, we are going to count down our top 10 Scream Queens because it's Halloween week and this is how we are going to celebrate here at The Gist. But before we do, I just want to quickly, you know, set the tone because as I said, it's Halloween week. Uh, Halloween is in our rear view. At this point, you've probably already hung your costumes away, you know, wiped your face paint or whatever makeup you have on from your costume from the weekend prior. And, um, and if you've got kids or maybe you, you're hopped up on sugar, they're hopped up on sugar because uh, Halloween was on Tuesday and uh, all the trick-or-treaters went and, and got all their stuff. Um, me... We actually didn't do a lot. I I did go to a Halloween party this last weekend, um, but I didn't dress up. I didn't have a costume, and it was like a very last-minute thing. My husband was like, oh, there's a Halloween party, and we got to go, and we got to stop by. And I was like, well, I don't have anything to wear. So I just wore all black because I was like, yeah, that's – I mean, but then I realized that's what I wear pretty much – 99% of the time. So I really just went to this Halloween party dressed as me. But then when people were asking like, well, what are you? I was like, um, I'm boring. Uh, just decided to wear all black and I don't have a costume. So happy Halloween. Um, you know, and they, they all just kind of looked at me like, you know, who's this crazy person at the Halloween party that's not wearing a fucking costume. Um, but anyways, uh, so that happened over the weekend. And then we also didn't hand out any candy, because our street like just doesn't get trick-or-treaters it's so it's wild because when i was a kid i was like i i feel like there wasn't a square inch of colorado that i didn't touch for candy on halloween night i felt like me and my like neighborhood friends we were like running all over the place and we were getting every house that we could possibly find um before we knew that we had to get home before our parents like screamed at us um but it's so weird because like a block away, they shut down one of the streets in our neighborhood and there's this like huge Halloween party and like all the kids go trick or treating in this like, you know, kind of square block of all these houses. And we are literally a block away from that and the kids never make it over here. And when we first moved um, into this house, we would like meet up with our neighbors and we were so excited to hand out candy and like see all the trick-or-treaters and we like made nights of it and you know poured ourselves some adult beverage um because we needed treats too and you know ordered takeout and we would like have these like you know what we thought was going to be like these great nights and then we would just come to find that we got like three trick-or-treaters and it was like teenagers who were ransacking whatever was left in the neighborhood and we would just be like well here's you know here take the whole bowl because at this point we don't have anybody and it was so it's just so odd we could never figure it out so this week this year we just decided you know screw it we're gonna go and get some great dinner and we went to a a wine bar down the street and we had ourselves a little halloween but um but there's also another reason, and I wanted to just ground us before, you know, we get to this our scream queens, so that you guys understand a little bit about me and where I come from uh, with this holiday. So if you're listening to this the day that the podcast comes out on Thursday, November second, um, it's my birthday, 
And so, you know, I'll take a, a minute while you, you know, cheers and applaud and, you know, send me well wishes because I, I will receive them. But um, yeah, so growing up, I really loved Halloween. As I said, I, you know, went trick-or-treating. I did the whole nine yards. I, you know, as a, a as a teenager, I became really into like the slasher movies, which we'll get into. But I started as I was getting older to have a disdain for this holiday because my birthday is essentially sharing the holiday. And I think you understand what I mean. And, and I, I assure you that if your birthday falls anywhere near a holiday, I can't even imagine those poor kids that have birthdays around Christmas. Oh God, they, I, I, I can't, I feel for you because you've got Christmas, you've got New Year's, you've got all these things. I can't imagine how anyone ever fits you into their schedule. And for that, I am sorry. I wish there was more I could do for you. But here's what happened to me growing up. And I keep saying growing up because growing up, I still kind of liked the holiday. It wasn't until I was like probably like of drinking age and there were like Halloween parties and people were hosting their own things. That's when I really was like, oh, this holiday fucking sucks because everybody decides that, oh, Chris, it's your birthday this weekend. That's awesome. Um, there's a Halloween party that we all really want to go to. So we should go go and celebrate your birthday there. And I have to look at them and be like, well, yeah, that's not what I want to do. So what now? And everyone just stares at each other blankly and blink blank. And then we end up going to this Halloween party. And then all night I'm standing in line trying to get a drink. And you're like, you know, in these crazy lines that you get like one drink or you're at somebody's house that you've never met before. And you know, like maybe a handful of people that are there pretending they're celebrating you, but really you haven't seen them for an hour. And then you're like, oh, hey, um, I'm over here, guys. Like, I guess I'll just like light one of these pieces of candy on fire and then blow it out as a candle. Like it's... It ends up being like horrible. So my options are go to a Halloween party, host a Halloween party, or the other option is, hey, I realize that my birthday is falling on Halloween weekend, so I'll defer my birthday to the following week, which now is potentially like more than a week past my birthday, and um, we'll celebrate then. Does that sound good to everyone? So that's usually my options. So if, if you can't tell, I have a bit of a disdain for Halloween because of this. I've really become like sort of anti-Halloween because it's just like, it feels like it always gets in the way of my birthday. And look, my birthday's my one day to be selfish. And so I'm going to do it. Um, but this year actually sort of worked out because, and it does sometimes fall this way where like Halloween's sort of in the middle of the week, like Oh God, if, if Halloween was Wednesday, oh, it's a crop shoot. It's like you kind of, people start celebrating on both weekends, then you're really fucked because then you're like, okay, well now people are going to make an excuse to dress up two times this year. And I just, I'm going to have to, you know, defer my birthday until next year. But, um, this year Halloween fell on a Tuesday, which means all the Halloween parties were the weekend prior. And this weekend, my birthday, or this year, my birthday is on today, if you're listening to the podcast on the day it comes, Thursday, November 2nd. And so um, now I can actually like do something because people don't have Halloween parties to go to this weekend. So very excited for my birthday. And, um, you know, 
I, you know, I'm glad that this year it worked out in my favor and, and that is what it is. But, um, but yeah, but I wanted to at least acknowledge this hellish holiday, um, with the, with something that I love about it. So like I said, growing up, I really liked, um, I really liked Halloween. Um, I mean, as a child, child, I read all the Goosebumps series. I mean, I have, I, I still have them and they're actually like sitting right next to me on a, on a sh- bookshelf. I have the entire, uh, uh, series of Goosebumps. Loved Arl Stein. Um, I started reading his, like, um, his older kind of, what do they call it? Young adult, uh, books as I got older. I really loved all of those things. Then in, uh, in high school, really started loving the slasher flicks that we're going to talk through because, of course, some of these ladies make the top 10. Um, and so we're going to talk through some of those. And and so I really was like a fan of the holiday and everything that it kind of comes with um, until I became a bit of a grouchy adult. And that's just like part of adulting, I suppose. So, um, so bear with me, but, um, so we're going to jump into our top 10 scream Queens to, to celebrate Halloween. And you know what? I'm going to just say it straight out away because if you go online and you look up scream Queens, um, and it's not the TV show, you, you see one person come up and we can all agree, right? That if you are like, who's the top scream queen or who is the like ultimate scream queen everyone that you ask is going to say, say it with me, Jamie Lee Curtis. Correct. Okay. Um, did you say it with me? I'm assuming you did. So Jamie Lee Curtis like invented the genre. Like she is the ultimate scream queen and I get it. Right. I'm going to say something real shocking. She's not on my list guys. uh, Have you tuned out right there? Um, I don't, I've never, I've never seen, Halloween. Actually, that's not true. I saw Halloween H2O because Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams were in it. And I like needed to see that. But I couldn't tell you anything about the plot. I remember that there was like this scene where she was like screaming at somebody in the in the middle of a street. But I could not tell you anything about this movie or where it falls in the franchise. And I know this is crazy because me, uh, you know, a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills fan, I mean, this is where my, my Kyle Richards got her start. She was in the original. She was in the most recent, like, rebooted one. I need to catch up on Halloween, and I get it. So you don't have to come for me. Um, you don't have to, you know, share your thoughts on that, because I get it. I need to catch up on Halloween. But, and I'm just going to assume, like, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I love everything that she's done. Fish Called Wanda. Uh, I love her wind chimes. I mean, hello again, Real Housewives. Uh, She is an incredible staple of the Hollywood, um, I mean, of the Hollywood elite, really. But yeah, I've never seen it. So I didn't feel like I could put her at the top of my list because that wouldn't be authentic. So these are my top 10 scream queens. Let's get into them. So number 10 is the hide-and-seek extraordinaire. I'm talking about Samara Weaving. So kicking off the list, I do you know her? I feel like she's a bit of a wild card for the list because I feel like some people have seen Ready or Not and some people have not. I don't think it was like this huge film, but it's so fun. Um, she's a bride who unknowingly marries into like this homicidal board game dynasty, and the wedding night is just filled with 
hide and seek and these deadly games. And, you know, it's, it's a really fun. And that's what I love about, you know, horror movies too. I don't like get into the saw movies. I've never seen one because I don't like understand why you just want to see like all that, like blood and gore and, just for that being the pure entertainment of it all. Like, I don't get that. I want there to be something like, and if you could make me laugh along the way, or if you're like, wow, this, you know, this girl like just went up the stairs when she should have gone out the door. Like those things like make me laugh. Like that's what I love about the movies and the genre. And so hide and seek uh, or ready or not rather is such a good one. I would say definitely see it. Also uh, Samara is, our first victim in sorry for the spoiler alert um, in our sixth edition of the beloved scream franchise. So I love scream. You will see uh, a theme on this that I love scream so much. It was really, truly the, the movie that sort of kickstarted my slasher uh, interests uh, loved me some scream. So uh, I was, I'm, you know, thrilled that we're still getting newest, newish ones. I think it came out last year, I want to say. Uh, maybe it was even the year prior. Um, but the sixth uh, edition of it features Samara Weaving in an incredible role. And she also is, like, known for her Scream. She, uh, the Scream, uh, one of the Scream producers or the director, he, like, applauded her and saying, like, she has one of the best Screams. Um, and she has been known to do it on talk shows and things like that. So, um, so that's why she kicks off our list at number 10. Number nine, Mia Goth. So now there's a, a lot of different things here that Mia has done. She has really kind of planted herself as on this list. I mean, she is going after the genre in a major way. Um, she's obviously in, uh, most recently she was in Infinity Pool. Um, which I've actually not seen, but I see the I see the ad for it all the time, and one of these days I will watch it. Um, so I can't give you my review on that, but I have seen um, her in Pearl and X, um, which is a part of a trilogy which has the soon to be released Maxine, um, and she is in all of those, and so she is really kind of becoming this like modern day. Scream Queen in a different way. She was also in A Cure for Wellness, um, which is kind of like this movie about a sinister health spa. Um, and I think that, you know, it's, I think that she is somebody that will continue to probably be in this genre and in this space because she does it so well. So, um, yeah, Mia Goth um, clearly makes the list at number nine. Number eight is Emma Roberts, okay? She's our sorority slasher girl. She, of course, is the star of the hilarious uh, and aptly titled uh, TV show, Scream Queens. And so campy, it's in the horror genre because it's slashery and people die and, you know, all, it's, you know, just unbelievable. Um, it has like a bit of like, a ghost facey kind of scream take, but it's um, set on a college campus and with sorority girls all named Chanel. Um, but she's Chanel, the original Chanel Oberlin. And um, it's so good. I, and, and really the first season is a gift from the gods. It's like, there's so many quotables. It's so hilarious. 
it's just so entertaining in all levels. Um, it introduced me to one of my, you know, Hollywood crushes, Glenn Powell. Oh, have you, oh, I don't need, I say anymore. Right. Um, but if you haven't watched Scream Queens, I definitely say season one is incredible. And Emma Roberts, you know, you know, people are saying, and this, you know, has to be a bit of an inner circle moment, but, um, cause I don't want, you know, her to come for me, but I am hearing that like people think that the reason she plays that character so well is because that's actually how she is, which is insane, which is like so crazy to me. Um, and if you have seen Scream Queens, you know why I'm saying that. Cause like she is unhinged in so many ways, but people think like, like that's kind of her. Um, but then in addition to Scream Queens, obviously the reason Emma Roberts makes the list is that she's such a regular on the American Horror Stories uh, TV series as well. So in all of the different uh, varietals of that series, uh, she has played a myriad of final girls and creepy characters. Um, she's in the current AHS uh, uh, Delicate with uh, uh, starring alongside Kim Kardashian. Um, it's a fucking bomb. It is so bad, guys. I I don't know why I'm, I continue watching it. I can't follow it. It's like, and it's not even Kim Kardashian. It's it's actually Emma Roberts. I mean, there is so much that's going on that I'm like, I don't even understand what I'm watching or why I'm watching it. And that's kind of where we are with American Horror Story. Like American Horror Story started out so strong and we got so many good uh, seasons and Emma Roberts played, I mean, obviously, Coven is ultimate. Like, she played such a good character there and then became such a staple. And, yeah, it's just, it's kind of uh, jumped the shark. But, um, but yeah, but Emma Roberts, she is, of course, a scream queen for so many reasons um, and makes our list at number eight. Then coming in at number seven the new face of fear, Jenna Ortega. So Jenna stepped into the iconic Scream series in 2021. She breathed her new life into the horror franchise um, as Tara Carpenter. Um, and, you know, she's amazing. I, like I said, I I think that there's a lot about Jenna Ortega that's amazing. She also is in the X movie. She's in, um, she plays Wednesday Adams, which I know is not a Scream Queens uh style role, but you know, she's kind of in this like spooky era. She's um, going to be in the new Beetlejuice, um, sequel. And I just think that like, she also like play, like she does the scream and she has like, I, I say, I said the new face of fear because it's like, she can make these faces that are so terrifying. Like she's so terrified. Um, and, I, I love her and I think that she's great. I think that she's coming up. I think that she will continue to uh, make her way up the list of my top 10 Scream Queens in years to come. And then number six, my beloved Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, guys, what are you waiting for? Right? What do you, you know what I'm talking about? She is iconic in I Know What You Did Last Summer and the I Know What You Still Did Last Summer, um, or I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, rather. Um, she was, I mean, that the both of those movies are amazing, but the first one is really 
incredible. Of course, she's the target of a relentless fisherman hook-wielding stalker um, after her and her friends have uh, a bit of a night out. And I mean, so much happens. Sarah Michelle Gellar uh, is in it. Uh, there is uh, so many of our sort of uh, Freddie Prince and, you know, all of those sort of I don't want to say Hollywood, like the young Hollywood elite of that time of the 90s are in this movie and Jennifer Love Hewitt just delivers in such a such a spectacular way in uh, both of her performances there as Julie James. And I love her. I love her. She it's one of the most iconic. I mean, the scene that I'm talking about where she's in the middle of the street yelling. I mean, I feel like it's a iconic um sort of touch point for this horror genre. And so um, that is why she comes in at number six. And at number five, Courtney Cox. Again, scream. I, she, there is no one better. It's, it's like Gail Weathers couldn't not be on this list, right? Like she is like the final girl that is also, was never actually the final girl. Um, she had like laughs and she played, you know, the fearless journalist that would stop at nothing to get her story, even if she had to come face to face with Ghostface. It was amazing. Um, all of her, uh, all of her showings in the Scream franchise, I think she's been in all f- six. Um, I want to, I want to say that maybe she missed one, but I don't think she did. Um, I think that she was in all six of them. And so, you know, she's just no stranger to this genre. Again, iconic character. And I love her. I love Argyle Weathers. And um, I there is no one, there's no character that has like made me sort of laugh and who has added more to the plot because she's kind of like, you know, on Housewives, like we get the the one person that's sort of like the Bethany's or, you know, you get somebody that's sort of like driving the storyline. It's like, that's what Gail Weathers is. It's like Gail's always got like the next sort of hot tip of where they should like go next to find Ghostface. And she keeps the story moving. And so um, I love her. So number five is Courtney Cox. And at number four, we have Sigourney Weaver because of course, she is the original space scream queen. And I'm talking about, of course, her roles in the Alien movies. Uh, in 1979, she was in the original as Ellen Ripley. And um, she, I mean, I feel like maybe this is a bit of a uh, controversial take because I feel like some people are going to say it's not really a horror movie, Aliens, and it's more, Aliens falls more in like what would be like another category, like a. Uh, like a Jaws. Well, Jaws, I think, is a horror movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I teetered with this one because I was like, she's got to be on the list because she's such an iconic kind of like character and female in this sort of genre space. But then I realized that like some people may not find Aliens to be like a slasher kind of movie. And it's not, but it's, but she's still a scream queen and in that kind of way. And so, um, so I thought that she needed to be on the list. And if she was going to be on the list, she was going to have a high showing. So she's coming in at number four. And then uh, we're into our top three already, guys. Here we are. Uh, number three is Sarah Paulson. 
I mean, she is the reigning queen of American Horror Story. Uh, she isn't on the series anymore. As I mentioned, it it has uh, jumped the shark quite a bit. Um, but her relationship with uh, Ryan Murphy was really kind of like this match made in heaven, it felt like, because he always was able to kind of write these characters for her that she was so iconic with. And of course, being a supreme witch in Coven, um, she was conjoined t uh, twins in, um, oh God, what was the name of that one? I want to say Carnival, but I, I think that's wrong. But you know which one I'm talking about. Um, it's like the circusy themed Carnival one. Uh, and and then an asylum, uh, asylum inmate in uh, Asylum, which was the second season. I think that's the first season that we got. Um, Sarah Paulson. But even since then, she has been in Ratchet um, on Netflix. She's just, she plays the horror role so well. There's like something about her. She's like such an incredible actress. And when you've like seen her in other things, you're just like, wow, she's captivating. And there's so much about her as an actress that I just absolutely adore and love. But when she, there is also something that is like kind of terrifying about her when she wants to play terrifying, she really does. And so, um, of course, Sarah Paulson makes the list at number three. Now, number two, I've mentioned her already, Sarah Michelle Geller. And at first I was like, okay, the girl's gotta be, can't be ahead of Jennifer Love Hewitt. And then I remembered, <laughs> This girl is our Buffy the Vampire Slayer, okay? She is the ultimate. She is slaying more than vampires because, of course, she's so well-known for the Buffy the Vampire Slayer series. Um, but she was, as I mentioned, in I Know What You Did Last Summer in 1997. She was in The Grudge in 2004. I mean, she has versatility in this genre, and she, I mean is iconic and as Buffy and she's an iconic staple of Scream Queens. And so Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Sarah Michelle Gellar, she's right at number two coming in on our top 10 Scream Queens. And now guys, here we are. We are at our final girl, our number one, the original Scream Queen. And no, I'm not talking about Jamie Lee. Again, don't come for me. But She's last, but she is definitely not least. Nev Campbell. You knew it was coming, right? I've been talking about Scream this whole time. You knew she was going to be right at the top because she deserves to be. Sydney Prescott is one of the most iconic Scream queens of all time. I mean, that first Scream movie is like a godsend with, I mean, Drew Barrymore's part. But, I mean, really, like, Nev... or. Sydney Prescott, her character, but Nev Campbell, she really walked us through how the horror sort of franchise and slasher movies are a bit of a comedy. And, you know, that was the first time that we were really talking about the genre and breaking down the like third wall of the movie itself. But it was like people that were obsessed with horror movies that were actually, um, you know, playing it out in real life. And that was what was happening. And so Sydney Prescott was always like 
a step ahead because she always was like, oh, I know that like you're not supposed to do this and you're not supposed to do that. And uh, and and the killer is going to come back because they never die unless you shoot him in the head. And, you know, she just like was always a step ahead. Um, but you also, you know, felt for her when she made mistakes and ran up the stairs and went into the bedroom and, you know, and you were like, why'd you go up the stairs? You know, that's not what you should be doing. And, you know, it was, it was just so fun to watch her. Um, she was not in the most recent scream and I've heard that she's probably not going to be in the next one. Um, though people are calling, they're saying like, pay her whatever she needs. We need to see Sydney Prescott. I think people really want to see Sydney Prescott come back and be Ghostface, But I feel like that's so predictable, right? Like she comes back and now she's got a bone to pick because she's gone through all this trauma and all the things. I don't know if she really needs to come back and be Ghostface, but I would love to see, you know, my Sydney Prescott back on screen because I love her. And, um, that's just the truth about it. And uh, I, I love Nev Campbell. I think that she is the ultimate scream queen. I, you know, I feel like Nev Campbell, I watched her on Party of Five um, for so many years with our, my Jennifer Love Hewitt. And, you know, she's a, I think that she's a great actress. And I'm just so surprised. I've, I know she's been in a couple of things um, here and there, but I kind of thought she was going to go the distance and be like a real like major Hollywood star. And I feel like now she can't get out of this sort of scream queen space because Sydney Prescott was just so dang memorable and so iconic. So, um, so Nev Campbell comes in at number one as the original scream queen and my top final girl. Um, so there we have it. This is, uh, all of the scream queens have, who have turned my dreams into nightmares and our movie nights into Scream Fests. Um, this is the way in which we celebrate Halloween this year. Um, and I appreciate that you, if you have listened to me and you didn't tune me out when I said, you know, Jamie Lee didn't make the list, um, I thank you. And if you're here listening to me still, I appreciate that because I feel like you're here celebrating my birthday, even though we talked about uh, Halloween and, and, uh, and this ho- holiday that I have to share uh, my birthday with. But um, but that'll do it. That's going to do it for our uh, Halloween edition of The Gist. But don't forget to rate and subscribe. Like um, Danny Pellegrino was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he you know gave me a really nice shout out and said, you know, it's really important that you guys do that and only takes a second. And so I will I'll echo that and say, like, please do. Like, please, you know, hit hit the rating um, let me know how you like it. If this, you know, list just pissed you right off, then tell me in the comments. Um, I'll, I'll hear your feedback and, and we'll maybe redo the list next year. Who knows? Uh, probably not. Cause you know, it, my opinions are my own. Um, and as Tamara would say, that's my opinion. So, um, but yeah, rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We've got some more uh, kind of like fun fall and holiday themed episodes to come. Um, we're, you know, we're getting around the holidays. So some of the schedules might be a little bit different, um, but always, you know, make sure that you're following me on socials. I'm at CM Vitrano, um, a lot more on Instagram, uh, but I'm on Twitter, TikTok, threads, uh, and then listen, it's Vitrano on Facebook. Uh, so find me there. Um, and let's stay 
up to date on all the things that are going on into our final couple of months of the year. That is crazy. Um, but until next time, thanks so much for listening. And I hope that you guys all had a spooky Halloween. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.